It's the fastest two minutes in politics. Brought to you by Sabota Imports. We start in Boston, where they're not working on a new Jack vaccine, no. Instead, researchers at Boston University claim to have developed a new edition of COVID in the lab, only this one more deadly. Sounds like it's past the line to gain a function. But to be sure, we'll have to ask Dr. Tony, Tony, Tony Fauci. You do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Speaking of not knowing what you're talking about, we move to Pennsylvania, where it's John Bong Jovi Fetterman, who is somehow still running for Senate, whether he's dead or alive. But after his last interview, John Brady Fetterman's wife, Gazelle, wants Dasha Burns to take a knee and apologize. And finally, speaking of sorry people, we move to the West Coast, where we again cover the groomers. No, it's not Gary Brackett. It's Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. And Joe Biden. And, uh... He's way out of line. President Biden was caught sniffing yet another small child over the weekend. Only this time, he decided to also give her dating advice. And the media thinks it's fine and refuses to have any press coverage on the issue because remember nobody, and I mean nobody, circles the wagons like the loony left. Joe and Mark... We send it back to you. The Groomers. And that's the newest edition of the Fastest Two Minutes in Politics from our White House correspondent, Philip A. Flood. Joe, what's going on? President Groomers, apparently. The Groomers. Uh. What, what a mess. I mean... We're going to get into, into Joe Biden grabbing a young girl um, and talking, uh, telling her no serious boyfriends until she's 30 or whatever he said. But creepy, just just extremely, extremely odd and creepy. But we will get into all that uh, new edition of Thinking Logically. Uh, this it is our Tuesday episode and we have an exciting episode for you guys. Jam packed. We are. Uh, at this point in time, three weeks away from Election Day. So it is time to kick this into high gear. Uh, we have a couple guests coming up uh, on probably one Friday, one next week. We have uh, coming up a, uh, we'll just call him a liberal um, voter. We are uh, going to get inside the mind of a liberal and see how they think and and think and say the things they do. And we also, on the other side of the spectrum, we are going to have the outreach coordinator from the Beaver County Republican um, Committee join us for a quick uh, update on the races going on here in Pennsylvania. So that will be uh, exciting to hear from both of those and get some new perspectives. Uh, Joe, um, what's going on? By the way, do you guys have pronouns picked up for a crew yet? Um, no, we're, we're, 
you know, we're just going to decide against the whole pronoun thing. We were trying to think something, something cool, something to do. But we're just not going to play into it all because children are very, like sponges, very absorbent. And he might start turning, turning into that lifestyle. And we're just, we're not going to go there. So, okay. All right. That's what I thought. I just wanted gonna to shut. We, we shut it down immediately. Like I said, we actually started watching me and my wife cartoons and stuff, getting ready for what we're going to experience. And the first one, it was about the, I don't know if it was Elmo or who it was. It was someone on Sesame street wearing a dress to the dance. And, and he was a boy and it was just like, why, 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 why do I have a feeling that you're not making that up? I'm not, I'm not. I mean, we can bring my wife on yeah. and I, even, even she's like, we can't have this. I mean, I know got to draw the line somewhere right it's completely ridiculous sesame street um disney it's just it, it's just over the top but. we talk about it all the time though remember remember tom girls and like stuff like that and, like <laughs> yeah like those used to exist but yeah well now we just have a, a, a big mess uh, but we are going to start off with um <laughs> i feel like we are living in a in a some sort of simulation at times because these things just keep coming back around, Joe. I mean, they just keep coming back around. And we're going to start off by talking about, unfortunately, COVID. Uh, we don't want to be talking about this. This is an absolutely ludicrous story uh, that we found for you guys. And if you're not aware, uh, Joe, you have some, unfortunately, some bad news that you want to uh, share with our listeners. What are they doing in Boston, Mark? What's go three weeks before an election? They're gonna go in a lab and play with the virus. You, you think that's what's happening in Boston? This is an exclusive from the Daily Mail, and, and Fox covered it today too. Someone sent me an article. One of our, one of our loyal listeners. Um, this is playing with fire, and it could spark a lab-generated pandemic. Experts slam Boston Lab, where scientists have created a new deadly COVID strain with an eighty percent kill rate. And it goes on to say, researchers added that Omicron spike protein to the original Wuhan COVID strain. So the original one to the Omicron, um, I don't even know how that works, but eight in 10 mice infected with a lab-created strain died at a Boston University lab. So I'll ask a couple questions and then you could take over, Mark. Number one, is this gain of function or no? Number two, could this be just fear mongering because again like we covered a, a couple episodes ago with how they test the vaccine on nine mice and that's it whatever this has just been on mice not people and it's 80 percent kill rate but again just on 10 mice not humans also remind me how they made this virus more deadly they added the spike protein to it isn't that what the vaccine does? Encode now. This is from I think the website of the CDC or whatever. Encode a transmembrane SARS two COVID spike protein into your body. We're, what's going on? Three weeks before an election, we're going to do this. Three weeks before an election, this is what we're going to do. Why would they be making a virus in a lab in, in Boston? First of all, like this. Is this illegal? An 80% kill rate. What are we doing? But you didn't bring up gain of function. I want to remind all of our listeners what gain of function actually is. Gain of function. Now, you've heard this word 100,731 times in the last two years. 
Gain-of-function research is medical research that genetically alters an organism in a way that may enhance the biological functions of gene products. This may include an altered pathogenesis, transmissibility, or host range, i.e. the types of hosts that a microorganism can infect. Sure sounds like that to me. Sure sounds like that to me. Talking about, quite frankly, and I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay. Just, I mean, you have to play the clip because he actually was under oath there. But that's gain of function. And it it sounds like what you just read is the definition of gain of function. And that's what we have going on in Boston. Can you imagine? Imagine if, like, this is, if you live in Boston. If you're like right next to Boston, like the university that this is happening at. You're like, oh, wow. They're... they're <laughs> Can you have, what are we doing? Three weeks before an election. Three, 21 days. We have an, a COVID variant with an 80% kill rate. And we are on the verge of a nuclear holocaust, apparently. Uh, what's, that, what's that doomsday clock at? Has anyone checked in on, on that doomsday clock? 11.59. We might be past midnight already. In 59 seconds. Oh, my Lord. I don't see Biden exactly turning back the clocks of time either here. So with three weeks to go before an election, this this drops. Oh, my Lord. Can you imagine, though? Look, this, look at how many week. terrible things can happen right now. Nuclear nuclear annihilation. That's what or... I'm saying. You know, we have we have we're going to have blackouts in the winter in the middle of Europe. People are going to freeze to death. We're going to have to eat bugs. We're going to have to eat bugs. Uh, this, is, this is hilarious. This is, this is actually the country we're living in. Why? Can we hit this home enough that what they're doing in Boston is kind of what started the pandemic? What, who thought this was a good idea? Who approved this? Why is this not a bigger story? Why is Biden not saying, hey, you idiots, stop doing that. Shut it down. Why aren't they shutting down all of these labs? That are that are making these 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 mutations. What are we doing? It says that it makes it the most infectious variant ever. If this were to leak out, the only good thing is you can't believe anything they say. That's the only good thing. Like I said, yeah. this, this could just be fear mongering because it's just mice and not people. But playing with fire. Who thought this was a good idea? Again, they lied about everything. Do, do, do you want to further go further to the latest fact check from them about, about COVID? This is, this is from the AP. I'm going to read this out now. Pfizer, this is a fact check. AP fact check on Twitter. At AP fact check. Go look it up if you don't believe me. Pfizer never claimed to have tested the impact of its COVID-19 vaccine on transmission ahead of its 2020 release, despite misleading claims suggesting the company lied about this issue. Such studies were conducted after its rollout. Here are the facts, blah, blah, blah. And it says the vaccine was never intended to stop transmission. Okay, so I say bullshit, Mark. Do you want me to play numerous videos with evidence that's contrary? Uh, I mean, you know I, mean, I, I I know you are. You know, so let's just start it right now. We'll start with our favorite gal, Rachel Maddow. That's exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. 
essentially vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated and about 62% of adults having received at least one dose as a nation, I, I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not going to see the kind of surges we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Okay. Is that enough? <laughs> Is that enough? That's from Jack Masovic on Twitter, by the way. Um, Someone, someone put all those collections together. We, we've we've heard them all over and over and over again. But is is that enough for you? Mark? It doesn't. It actually doesn't get old hearing that. To me, anyways. But so there's either two possible scenarios. Two possible scenarios with. Uh, we'll just start with Fauci. Um, so he either knew that the vaccine wasn't tested for transmissibility uh, or he was just outright lying. I'm going to go with he was outright lying because there is no way in hell that he didn't know that this vaccine uh, wasn't tested for transmissibility. Uh, there's no way no. someone he could be who is that high up, who is the head of uh, the, the, the godfather uh, of, the, of COVID wouldn't know about this, which is just an outright farce, and uh, we'll, we'll get in. You know, well, let's bring it up now. Um, the European Union, how uh, we mentioned last episode, they bought over four billion doses of the COVID vaccine from Pfizer uh, for about four hundred fifty million people. But why Pfizer, Joe? What kind of relationship is going on between Ursula von der Leyen, the head of the whatever she is, the head of whatever European Union Commission, and Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer. Apparently, from what I understand, and you may have heard this, there's some missing text messages or emails between those two. Hmm. Sounds kind of strange. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds strange, but just it, we'll, never, we'll never hear anything about it. We, we, we got to start holding these people's feet to the fire. I mean... This is getting ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it one more time. When do we get to sue these people for billions like, like people did Alex Jones? I like Alex Jones. These lies didn't just hurt some parents' feelings. Now, now, granted, they had kids that were dead, but Alex Jones didn't kill their parents. This vaccine killed our main parents' children. This, this propaganda campaign funded by our government using probably our tax dollars was put on repeat by the mainstream media over and over and over again, as you heard. And 
And then the big tech overlords worked hand in glove with them to ban or deplatform anyone saying otherwise or even suggesting otherwise. Under what blanket term? Mis and disinformation. Is, is anyone paying attention? Hello. Hello out there. And, and, and one of those people who called for deplatforming in the silencing of those who had opinions other than what the mainstream media was pushing is most likely going to be the next governor of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro. Can't let it happen. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's depressing, Joe. I mean, when you think about this, because you, you just said it. I mean, 100% agree. We're never going to find out. We'll never get to the bottom of this. Everyone knows pretty much what happened, at least anyone with a, a brain. You know, we just talked about in the European Union, everything we just played for you there. I mean, what kind of conspiracy, and I'll say a conspiracy, is going on between the United States government, big tech, and the media, and Pfizer? It's just, it's sad that we probably never know the real story behind this. Enough uh, people. The collusion. Have, enough people have to care. I don't think what? enough people care, to be honest with you. That, that, Mark, again, who cares about the three weeks before the election? They are working on a new dangerous COVID variant in Boston, in the United States. And it's just like people are like, ah, ah it's kind of funny. That's ridiculous. No, no one's like, hey, this is kind of like a big deal. Why are we doing this? What the hell? Where did this virus even come from? I lost my business. I lost loved ones. I lost this. People just don't care anymore. I, I don't think they do. I, I, I just don't think they do. Um, it, it's like it's like a battle of attrition. I mean, they just wear you down and wear you down, you know, until until you get to the point where that you don't care anymore. Um, I mean, <laughs> drawing a blank now. What I what actually what I was going to say, but oh. About, you know, and, and the left will say, well, you know, the Trump administration came up with a vaccine, whatever, Operation Warp Speed. But the Trump administration wasn't forcing it on people, although the vaccine was only out for like a month until the new administration came in. Um, but, I mean. Well, here's the thing. The, the Trump administration gave it, to, like, like it says in the Constitution, gave it to the states to decide what they want to do. You look at everything that happened in PA, that was because of Governor, Governor Tom Wolf and his little whatever she is, he is, Rachel Levin. Everything that happened in PA was because of them. Trump let it up to this, whatever you want to do. It's, that's why New York was terrible and Florida was good. Does it make sense? Biden tried to make everyone wear a mask. He tried to do everything federally and just it <clears> didn't <throat> work. It made things worse. Look at California, though. Look at Florida. Look at New York. Look at Florida. Do, do you see? Make America Florida. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, people's lives were ruined. People were kicked out of the military. People lost their jobs. All for a sham. All for an absolute sham. And, and people got it because they were told that, hey, you got to do this for grandma. You got to do this for your elderly loved ones. And some of them, some of them not, not only got COVID, but had major issues like Bell's palsy. And some of them probably died. Not even children. What are we doing here, guys? I mean, this is this is this isn't even funny anymore. This is crazy. Yep. Sad. Anyways, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, it's a, it's like the guy from South Park. Ah, best you just let them keep on fucking fucking us here. Yep. 
And, and, to, <laughs> and like you said, until enough people actually start to hold their feet to the fire, then we're probably never going to find out the truth. What, what was the episode of The Milkman? You best, best let The Milkman just keep on fucking your wife, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, we turn our attention to Giselle Barreto Fetterman, the wife of the Franken-monster, John Fetterman. And she was in the news recently because she wants an apology from the media for how they're covering and how they're treating her husband, poor John. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, this, is, this is ridiculous. So it unfolded over a few days where first, okay, I'll just read you her quote. I don't like, this is from her, I don't like saying rage because I think that's a really unhealthy feeling. And when you feel those things, it only harms yourself. But what I, the service that she did, but the disservice that she did, not only to my husband, but anyone facing a disability and working through it. And I do not know how there were not consequences. I mean, there are consequences for folks in these positions who are already of the isms. I mean, she was, this is, this is actually insane. I don't even know if I can continue to read this. She, she was so appalling to the entire disabled community, and I think to journalism. I was so shocked. I st I'm still already upset about it. This is insane. I don't know how there were not consequences. What is she insinuating? That that, that, that girl should be fired for an interview? So that was how it unfolded. I believe it was on Friday, Mark. And then it turned into she demanded a full outright apology. And this is from right. The Independent. Giselle Fetterman calls for NBC to apologize following shocking interview with husband John Fetterman. What was what was so shocking? Like when they hooked him up to the machine, did did she think that the cameras were gonna like not not show that? And wait, look real quick. Look at the media trying to cover. I'll give an example. This is coming from uh, John Hassan on Twitter, and this is an article. He's just reposting it. An article from October sixteenth. Do voters care about Fetterman's stroke? And then there's an article from October 17th by the exact same author, in the, both in the Atlantic, Fetterman's stroke makes him more appealing to voters. It, it's like the media is helping with the election here on a guy that can't speak or talk that needs to be hooked up to a computer to, uh, here, here's him speaking without the computer over the weekend. Hold on one second. This is him speaking without a computer over the weekend. Send me to Washington, D.C. Work to work. Send me to Washington, D.C. to take on to make sure I can push back against work to work. <laughs> and then you could hear one person clapping in the crowd. Do you see do you see the issue here with our media? How it's it's how do we get here? Fetterman's stroke makes him more appealing to voters. That's what? like saying, hey, we yeah, we're brain dead. We like Fetterman. <laughs> what the what? How John Fetterman's stroke helped deepen his everyman appeal among some supporters. Why? Yeah, he like me. He's like me. He have hole in head too. <laughs> and then the person has like a propeller, a spinning propeller on the top, a hat like that with a propeller on it spinning. That's how I picture like any, 
how do you – I see Fetterman yard signs, and I want to knock on the doors, honestly, and ask, like, do you play videos? Do you know who this man is? Do you know how, how he can't speak or talk? <laughs> I mean – Is this, like, have... what you guys strive for in a leader? You can't speak or talk? I just – I don't get it. We're going to have our chance to ask a, a liberal – on fr- on Friday when we have our guest on as to why he likes John Fetterman, why he supports John Fetterman. We're going to have that chance to get inside the mind of a liberal, which is uh, one of the things I've been wanting to do now for a very long time. Uh, but can you imagine if he wins the Senate seat? I, like I said, it's, it's, it's terrible for our country and I, I hate to be like selfish, but it's great for this podcast. Mm. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go conspiracy land here, uh, unfortunately. I, I, have, I have to say this. I think Masterino is going to win. I'm sorry, Masterino is going to lose, and Oz is going to win. Um, I just feel like something, you know, we know we, know we have friends that, that have mentioned this before where they make deals as to who's going to win an election. I hate to even say that because it sounds so preposterous, but it wouldn't shock me uh, if, if Oz... Um, were to win, and I know this sounds absolutely ludicrous, but um, but you can't you can't rule anything out. Um, but I, I just think that this is this is not good for the United States if he if he if he were to win in the condition he is. But. Yeah, yeah, one's not good for the United States, but at the same time, the other Shapiro is not good for Pennsylvania at all. I mean, this podcast could be on its final days if he gets elected. Let's be real. <laughs> after what? Come on, we're spreading misinformation here every day, but not every day. Two to three times a week here. Two to three times a week we spread the misinformation. We will be yeah. deplatformed from Apple uh, and uh, and Spotify. And we'll be on two to three years possibly in jail. <laughs> FBI showing up at our door. Yep. But we're doing it for you guys. We're doing it for the people. Uh, all right. We have Joe Biden has been in Well, real quick, real, real quick. Let's, let's go to let's, – let's, let's, let's cover this John Fetterman. So – uh, this is from Tim Pool, and I'm not sure who this guy is, uh, but he, we played him in an interview a couple episodes ago. He was interviewing uh, Fetterman voters, possible voters or, or whatever, and remember the – oh, it was an innocent black jogger. It's that same guy who does the interview, and a person just did not appreciate him interviewing uh, people and, and asking them questions about Fetterman, and he comes in and, and just – I'll play the video. It speaks for itself. Specifically, who the fuck are you? Get out um, of here. I'm t- what was wrong with my question? Bullshit. What was what part was bullshit? John Fetterman. John Fetterman thought that he saw somebody gunshots, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened to be a black person. But you're putting it like it's because he's black, you son of a bitch. There, I didn't say any of that. I didn't. I didn't take my gun and chase down any black, pe- innocent black people either. And this is something he refused to apologize for. Bullshit out here, all right? You don't watch your kind here. You fucking. Are you from Pennsylvania? Even? Is my kind. Where are you from? I'm from New York. You're from New York. Get the fuck out of here, New Yorker. What am, I'm not allowed to be here because I'm a New Yorker. So, um, to follow up with you, he's uh, Malcolm Kenyatta, the person he was running against in the primary, asked him to apologize. John Fetterman has refused to apologize for this. But what do you make of that? The guy's like flicking him off in the background. But these are these are people. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. If if it was the other way around, this would be on national news how they harass this guy, and it would be there'll be racial undertones to it, racial isms. 
as Gazelle Fetterman would say, because I, I don't know, the guy looks a little bit ethnic. I don't, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe Middle Eastern. I don't know. I don't label people, but you see what these people are like. I mean, he basically got in his face and told him to get the F back to New York. We don't want your kind here. John Fetterman, Joe, could be the next senator from Pennsylvania. And, but it's polls like this that give me hope, Joe, as of three days ago. In general, for whom do you vote, plan to vote in the upcoming 2022 congressional election? 48.2% of respondents say Republican candidate. 42.9% of respondents say Democratic candidate. 8.9% say they are undecided. Um, so just say the undecideds go 5% for the Republicans. That means 53.2% are going to go Republican um, and 46%, 47% are going to go Democrat. <clears throat> and, and, and like I said, uh, the, it's, what, this has given me hope here. And we can only pray that Dr. Oz, who we've been said this before on this podcast, the lesser of two evils, by a, by a lot in, in this race, uh, hopefully we'll win this race. Um, but and we, we need we need Doug to like if you're listening out there, you need to at some point, if you're listening to this podcast, take all the information we're giving to you and, and talk about it with other people. Why, why we can't have someone like Shapiro? If you're listening in Pennsylvania, why we can't have Shapiro for PA? Shapiro called for, as we said before, deplatforming of people for spreading, quote-unquote, misinformation here in Pennsylvania. And with that being said, he is way more moderate, way more toward the middle, even though he's not, than John Fetterman. I, I don't think John Fetterman has a clue. He didn't have a clue before, and he has less of a clue now, now that he is severely cognitively impaired. I mean, you can see it in his eyes. He just looks like he's not yeah. there at all. And he's running and for senator. This is this is this is this is crazy. He could be on the floor <laughs> of the United States Senate debating bills. On the floor of the United States sentence, Senate, and he can't put a sentence together. He's going to be hooked up to a computer. He's going to be like basically a wax statue hooked up to a computer. <laughs> he's going to be like I think you compared him to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that's exactly. He's turning. He's turning into a full machine at, at some point. They talk about transhumanism, whatever it's called. He could, he could be the first. Imagine that the first transhuman is John Fetterman. <laughs> you talked about an October surprise. I mean, it would be, a, it would be an absolute shocker if they. I, I don't even. It's probably too late for that now. If they pulled him from the race, the powers to be, and, and replaced him with like Connor Lamb or someone like that. Hey, I mean, you might have got, you might have got people. Connor Lamb would have had to have won. You can't argue. There's no way Connor Lamb would have lost, I don't think. But it's too late now. I mean, we said this since episode one. Pull him. Pull him. He can't. Something's up. He's not making any appearances. Pull him. Nope. Nope. Connor Lamb <clears throat> would have been much more uh, palatable than Fetterman, to me, anyways. Served his country. I mean, you could go <laughs> on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, even though even though he's a, a rubber stamp for Nancy Pelosi, he's exactly but much still. more moderate. I mean, Fetterman is downright. I mean, oh my. Uh, and while we're talking about this, um, Pennsylvania, I found this from the Tribune Review. 
uh, actually from the Associated Press in the Tribune Review uh, as of uh, yesterday. GOP goes to court again over Pennsylvania mail-in ballots. I'll just read a snippet of this article for you. The state and national Republican parties are suing anew in Pennsylvania in an effort to block some mail-in ballots. Those lacking the voters' handwritten date on the return envelope from being counted in November when voters will elect a new governor and U.S. senator. Uh, the court does not have to take up the lawsuit. And basically what they're saying here is that the effort by Republicans to ensure that improperly dated or undated ballot envelopes are thrown out could help their candidates in tight contests around the state. As of Friday, Joe, oh, this is a crazy number. Nearly 1.2 million voters had applied for a mail-in ballot with applications from registered, registered Democrats outnumbering Republicans by an almost four-to-one ratio. Are you kidding me? Throwing out undated ballots would theoretically ensure that more Democratic ballots are tossed out, helping Republican candidates. Um, I'm going to say this has zero chance of being taken up by um, the state Supreme Court. And I I just want all of our listeners to understand, when you think of mail-in ballots and mail-in voting in PA, Think of Josh Shapiro. That's who pushed it through, probably illegally. Uh, I don't know. Four to one. And there's 1.2 million voters with a mail-in ballot. Oh, my Lord. What could go wrong? Yeah, just just we said, just wait till election night. But <clears throat> here's the thing. They're not going to be able to stop the vote at 4 a.m. until 4 a.m. again. They're not going to be able to do that. People are... It's just going to be too weird. I think. I, I think even they know they can't get away with it, doing it twice. What is that? Or, about a million, a million mail-in ballots for Democrats and two hundred thousand for Republicans? It's insane. It's, if it's, my it's, math is correct, it's an insane number. Listen, and when we said this, uh, at least last episode, I'm not the one before. I can't remember now. Pennsylvania is not a state that allows pre-canvassing, which means they are not permitted to count mail-in votes before election day. That means you are counting 1.2 mail, million mail-in votes on election night. Oh, my gosh. What a mess. What an it's absolute gonna, mess. It's going to be a total disaster, like we said, on election night. Please remember this. Memory hold this. It shouldn't be. It should be a, it should be a red tsunami, a red landslide for both the Senate even though I'm not the biggest Oz guy, the other guy doesn't have a barely has a pulse, but no brain waves. And in the gubernatorial race, I mean, I don't know how anyone who's been paying attention can vote for Josh Shapiro. 1.2 million mail in ballots, Joe. That's 10% of the population of the state. It sounds like it's already BS. How many mail in, how many registered voters are in Pennsylvania? I mean, are you are you claiming there's election fraud already, conspiracy theorist? <laughs> Just accept the number, and I mean, come on, move on, We're, <clears throat> or else, or else there'll be a pandemic out of Boston. I am trying to find this quickly here. PA voter registration. There are, well, this was earlier this year. There were probably about seven and a half million registered voters. In Pennsylvania. 
And out of that seven and a half million, 1.2 are going to be voting by mail. That's, that's, oh my Lord. That's crazy. God. How many of them are dead? <laughs> How many are in nursing homes that are voting 100% Democrat? Uh, well, Thomas policies killed most of them. So yeah, that's true. Way to go. And Rachel, we got to give, we got to give <clears throat> she, him credit. Too. What could go wrong? It's going to be a long, long night. Like I said, it's going to be election week. And I'm sure, I'm sure you could just tune right into CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News that called Arizona at 8 p.m. and get yep. the real story there. So when election night comes, we'll just give, we'll just, we're going to, we're going to be prognosticators here. We could see into the future on this podcast. On election night, don't bother staying up to 11, 11.30. My watch keeps talking to me. Don't bother staying up to 11, 11.30 to find out who won. Just go to bed around 10. And then in a couple days, they'll let you know who wins. Yeah, they'll let you Wild. Absolutely wild that this is the country and state we live in. That's, I actually, I actually cannot wait. I cannot wait. That's all right. Keep voting, Democrats. And I know people will say out there that Republicans are the ones that voted for mail-in voting too, and, and, and blah blah blah. This doesn't have to be this way. But the pandemic's over with, so why do we need mail-in voting? They're trying to get another one going here. It looks like <laughs> up in New England. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Joe Biden. Oh. He loves him some ice cream. So a lot of dementia patients. That's like what they give dementia patients to like calm them down and make them feel good. But I'll, I'll play this clip of, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, Biden just giving idiotic statements in between licks of ice cream. Here we go. He asked if he was concerned about the strength of the dollar in the economy. I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. He just looks lost. He got this mush mouth going on with a half an ice cream cone and melted ice cream in his mouth. I don't even really know if I understood what he said, but he basically said the economy is strong as hell. Is that what you see when you? Well, take his word for it, right? I, I just can't. Again, this is from CNN, too. So ice cream. This is from me. This is what this guy's all about. Ice cream. And vacations back to Delaware 25% of the time. That's who this president is. And this is from CNN. Biden has spent more than a fourth of his presidency working from Delaware, outpacing Trump's regular trips away. And I'll give you guys the spoiler alert on why he goes to Delaware every weekend. It's because there's no White House logs there. He doesn't have to keep track of anyone who he meets with. Okay? You understand what that means? Grando, you understand what that means? <laughs> Uh, I think I understand what that means. That's where the quid pro quos happen. The old quid pro quos. It, this is just the where's the media on this? Like, 
after everything that's going on with his son in Ukraine and China and Russia, the dealings there, and now that we have basically on the verge of a nuclear war over there, you'd think the press would look into these White House logs or who he's meeting in Delaware while he's there. You think we have some kind of information, something. No. They're not doing their job. <clears throat> Correct. You, you, get, you get your stuff from, okay, here's, here's an example. You get better information from just random people on Twitter. This is coming from, again, from Jack Wasovic, and he reposted this. It's a random, random person. I don't know. Their, their, their names are blacked out. So I'll just read you what the guy stated. So Biden flooded the economy with printed dollars, which spurred inflation. There was going to be some inflationary pressure once the big COVID pandemic, which was oversold in part to justify fraud-friendly voting changes like drop boxes and mail in, mail, vote by mail, was over. Energy prices were already skyrocketing before the war with Ukraine started because Biden cut off a lot of domestic oil production. We've gone over that in this podcast. As well as, pipe, as, well as pipeline construction. Um, and don't forget, Putin was gearing, when Putin was gearing up, Biden told him, better not take too much of Ukraine. Not that he should not attack Ukraine and seize its land. Now, if you remember, Putin and the Obama, Putin, remembering the Obama-Biden team's non-response to his seizure of Crimea in 2014. Um, he also states this guy that um, they decided to go for the whole thing, but the fighting spirit of the Ukrainians, who were armed with weaponry supplied by President Trump, <clears throat> stunned him and they inflicted heavy cap. So even if you blame this on Russians, it all leads back to the stupid, mean-spirited, corrupt, and lying old senile Biden. Please don't try to absolve Biden, Kamala Harris, and the Democratic politics that left our cities in flames, crime soaring out of control, prices escalating everywhere we looked, and America's reputation in tatters. Please bear in mind that the temporary reduction in oil prices came about because our economy is now in a recession, many states have reduced their gasoline taxes, and Biden was essentially emptying our strategic petroleum reserves, which we said in this podcast, to try to get a short-term reduction in oil prices that the media lackeys would credit him. Media goes that for Biden. And oh, did I forget to mention, if you and I were collecting big bucks from the Russians, the Chinese, the Ukrainians, while filming ourselves smoking crack with hookers, we'd be in jail. But not Hunter Biden. Instead, the talentless drug addict gets hundreds of thousands of dollars for his paintings and a huge advance on his nauseating autobiography. Talk about legalized <clears throat> bribery. Sorry, this is one is on you and your Democrat buddies. Again, Save where's the media on this? Save that for Friday. Uh, and, and I was reading that as you were reading it, and that's, I mean, pretty much spot on. <clears throat> but where's the I, media? I, we, we know where they're at. <laughs> They're on it, Jack. They're interviewing Peter Strzok on MSNBC. Joe, think about the world we're living in. I mean, what are we doing? Why are we interviewing Peter Strzok on MSNBC? We got to get to the bottom of the insurrection. The you don't know who Peter Strzok is. He's the FBI agent who, along with his um, lover Lisa Page, conspired to take down Trump in the FBI. RussiaGate. Russiagate. The original Russiagate. There's going to be so many gates. This is just getting out of control. We're going to forget so much. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, Joe. And and we didn't talk about this, so I'm just going to throw this on you uh, now uh, since we're talking about this. But I found an article. And you tell me, give me your opinion on this. 
U.S. Permian oil production forecast to hit record in November. Uh, oil output in the Permian in Texas and New Mexico, the biggest U.S. shale oil basin, is forecast to rise by about 50,000 barrels per day to a record 5.453 million barrels per day in November, the U.S. Energy Information Administration said in its productivity report on Monday. U.S. crude oil output in major U.S. shale basins is due to rise by about 104,000 barrels per day to 9.1 million barrels per day in November, its highest since March of 2020. Um, <clears throat> so, total natural gas output in the big shale basins will increase by 0.6 billion cubic feet per day to record 95.1 billion cubic feet per day in November. Uh, so, what do you think of that? Where's this been all along? Right. I mean, what made them? What made them start doing this now? I'm, I'm, I'm asking honestly. Yeah. What, what started it? Like, what made and them? If you, yeah, and if you want to know what's going on here in Pennsylvania, in the biggest shale gas basin, Appalachia, in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, output will rise to 35.7 billion cubic feet per day in November, the highest since hitting a record of 36 billion cubic feet per day in December of 2021. So they're pumping more oil, they're pumping more gas. So my thought, my my thought, my question to you is, playing devil's advocate, can we still say that this administration is not pro-domestic energy? No, well, no. This is this is a good thing for them in one way, but they're too late on it. But at the same time, this is going to hurt them with all the green energy fanatics. They're, it's yeah. almost like they're checkmated everywhere they go. They don't have any support now. It makes a lot more sense yeah. why they dig their heels in on certain issues now. I mean, when you right. think it that way. Yeah. I mean, th think th they cannot lose the, the, the far left green energy, Green New Deal people. They can't lose them. <clears throat> yeah. It's over if they do. They, they might have already lost them. I don't know. Maybe they do their own polling and they know it's, it's they can mm -hmm. see the writing on the wall. I don't know. I was happy to read that. I, I was happy to read that. Because, you know, we, we need to unleash it. I mean, unleash it all here. I mean, we're draining the, the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Oil Reserves down to its lowest level since 1984. You know, the same petroleum reserve that we should probably have just in case there's a nuclear war, which seems more and more likely every day. Um, but now we're going to have to buy that back and replenish that with oil at a record price. But maybe they are unleashing, you know, domestic energy. Who knows? Maybe they're going to be shipping that natural gas over to Europe. I mean, that's a distinct possibility. Yes. I mean, they are importing more liquid natural gas from the United States than they have from ever before. <clears throat> so maybe that's another uh, possibility with that as well. Uh, Smart but, thing to do financially and right. a lot of other things. But... but it's good to see either way that they are going to harness U.S. energy here. Um, anyways, um, is that all we have on the essay? Yeah. All right. We have uh, Nancy Pelosi on January 6th, Nancy Pelosi, the same person who had, uh, her daughter's film company following her around on January 6th. Go ahead, Joe. You have something on this. That, that's actually crazy. That I didn't, I didn't realize that until a couple of days ago. She actually had her daughter's film crew following around. And does that mean that, uh, I, we'll just, I'll play the video of her. This is the, the tolerant left. <laughs> Yeah, threatening 
to punch someone in the face. Yeah. They're talking about Donald Trump on the day of the insurrection. Someone's telling Nancy Pelosi that this is a response. She's going to punch him out. The tolerant left is going to punch him out. And go to jail and be happy. <sighs> Crazy, I, I still, Nancy. I, Crazy Nancy. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but this this raises a lot more questions about January 6th and, and who denied capital or who denied more National Guard or police there, more of a presence. And I'm going to say this gets put on Pelosi, but we're going to move on to a much more powerful woman in politics, hopefully. The next governor of Arizona. <clears throat> this is... Mark, you might have to play this one. Hold on. Got to get Mark from the sound department to see if he'll he can get me loaded up here. Let's see. Mark from the sound department. Are you up? Yeah, Mark, you're going to have to play this clip of uh, Carrie Lake on CNN. <clears throat> we are a Carrie Lake podcast. Love her. Right, here we go. And in 2016, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, and Hillary Clinton, everybody on the Democrat side, said the Ms. election Lake. had problems. Ms. Lake, there definitely I'm, I'm sure has been some of that. But I want to say in 2000, Al Gore conceded. In 2004, John Kerry receded, uh, conceded. In 2016, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton conceded. And we didn't see that in 2020. That's the difference. And so the question is, are you yeah. undermining yeah. faith yeah. in elections by saying that the 2020 election was stolen when there's absolutely no evidence to support that. Dana, in 2018, Stacey Abrams never conceded she still hasn't. I don't hear CNN calling her an election denier. We have the right, it's protected with our First Amendment to question our government and to question elections. No question We about still that. have the First Amendment. Yeah. We still have the First Amendment. And when you start seeing the media cancel people for questioning <clears throat> their government, then that's when we have a problem. I, I a totally problem. agree about the First Amendment. You and I are uh, benefiting for the First Amendment as we speak. So I couldn't agree with you more. On... I don't know how Carrie Lake does it every day. You, you, I mean, you, you like how she just doesn't, doesn't just, she, she fights on. She, she literally goes mm-hmm. on attack mode right with CNN. Yep. Do you want me to play the second video here, Joe? Um, yeah, you could. I don't know how long. If it's too long, you could just. It's only a minute and 34. Basically. Yeah. She's going to say here, I'm going to win the election, and I will accept that result. Here we go. Carrie Lake, our queen. Let's look ahead, Dana, and let's, Dana? let's talk I'm about Dana. the 2022 election. Will you accept the results of your election, Ms. Lake? I'm, I'm running against a twice-convicted racist who cost the state taxpayers <laughs> $3 million because of her hatred for people of color. She paid a woman of color in her office $30,000 less than men doing the same job. Last week, we learned she held a slave auction, a mock slave auction in high school. We saw her running from a black reporter, hiding in the bathroom from him. I'm not going to lose this election because I'm going to talk to Katie Hobbs. I'm going to talk to Katie Hobbs right after we're done. We'll never elect a racist like Katie Hobbs. My question is, will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? 
I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result because the people will never, the people of Arizona will never support <laughs> and vote for a coward like Katie Hobbs who won't show up <laughs> on the debate stage. She's single-handedly destroying a 20-year tradition of gubernatorial debates because of her cowardice. So I, I know already no momentum behind her. The polls are in our favor and we're going to win this election. I'm 100% confident of that. We have the ideas, common sense ideas that people want. And we're seeing Democrats pour over and vote for us okay. right now. I've, I've had many people reach out and say they're voting for us. So the Democrat Party is faltering. It's not the party of solutions. It's the party that has caused the problems that we're in Karen right Lake, now. Carrie Lake, I really and appreciate you coming up. <laughs> She's that fierce, host man. from CNN looked worried. She's fierce. Like taking her to town right there. Well, then they have Katie Hobbs on next, and they have to ask her, why won't you debate her? I mean, it, it's over for Katie Hobbs. If, if Carrie Lake loses, I'll jump into the Ohio River. Uh, I'll be there with you. Uh, there is no way the people of Arizona, now we're far away from Arizona, but there is no way, Joe, the people of Arizona are going to not elect Carrie Lake. How could you vote for Katie Hobbs? I love I, Carrie Lake. I just love how she's constantly on the offensive. That's Give me a Trump, Kerry Lake, or a DeSantis, Kerry Lake, 2024 20, ticket, and tell me how we lose. Uh, she's, uh, she's what, what did she say? She is, um, she's interviewing for the job of governor. You know? So we just need some politicians like her with just, just a, a spine, a backbone. Oh, seriously. Um, uh, <clears throat> okay. We have a China update. Uh, I don't even know if this is a China update, but. This is from ABC News. It's a tweet from ABC News, their official Twitter account, and it's hashtag analysis. To understand China, you need to understand whiteness, yet it's missing from the conversation. And they have a whole article about it, about far too often the conversation around the rise of China is geopolitical terms. About, uh, <clears throat> but race sits at the heart of it all. Does yeah. it? Does it? Tell it to China who throws the Uyghurs in prison camps, please. Um, <laughs> do these people that write these articles, who reads this stuff? Aside from us, to warn other people that this is actually out there. Whiteness. It's race baiting. <clears throat> but speaking of China, Joe, um, while we speak, while we speak right now, uh, a lot of people probably are not aware of this. I'm sure hardly anyone is. Because I think our media is controlled by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. A lot of our politicians are controlled by the CCP. <clears throat> and as we speak, though, uh, the 20th National, so 20 or 21st National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party is going on right now in Beijing. Uh, it's the 20th, and it opened two days ago on October 16th. It's going to end on, <clears throat> I believe, October. 20th or 22nd um and this is basically when they are going to coronate xi jinping um as basically dictator for life yeah it's gonna it's gonna close on october 22nd <clears throat> it's being held in beijing and what they're doing right now is they're electing the central committee and the Central Commission for Discipline Inspection um, by the Chinese Communist Party, the, communi the party that rules um, communist China. 
And what's going to happen after this? Uh, basically, there's like 2,300 delegates that were elected, that are elected. They basically pretty much run the country. There are close to 97 million members of the Chinese Communist Party, <clears throat> which is kind of crazy that there's only that many in a, in a country with over a billion people in it, that only the, that the 10% run the country, and they roll with an absolute iron fist. <clears throat> but what's going to happen, Joe, after this, right? Um, Xi Jinping is going to be declared pretty much dictator for life. Uh, he'll get the Julius Caesar treatment. And what do you think will happen after that, Joe? Um, this is when, because he made it very clear that Hong Kong is ours. Now, you know what that means. Hong Kong. Oh, uh, you mean Taiwan. No, no, no. No, he made it clear that Hong Kong was there. So you know what that, that means? Taiwan's next. Oh, he right, made it, right. He made it very clear that they have control, total control of Hong Kong, which they do. This goes back to right before the pandemic, 2019. And this means Taiwan's next. And we've been saying, I think, in the podcast, watch Taiwan, watch Taiwan. Nothing's happened yet. It's been very quiet over there. Knock on wood. But after, after this assembly, this general assembly is over and he is dictator for life. There, before that, he could have been in our politics was called a lame duck. He's not going to be a lame duck anymore. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants, have a free hand. If, if that's on the agenda, that's what's getting done. Imagine Get- having that much power in China, Joe. <clears throat> you are at the head of the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, the fear and, and the power that he that he holds, you know, is, is truly and, and the more power he gets, the more power. Like right right now, I mean, he has a lot of power. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like he's invincible. If they were to take Taiwan and he probably knows this, he that that's whenever he could really consolidate power, in my opinion. And w- w- what's to stop him now? Then I mean, who's going to stop him from taking Taiwan? Who's going to stop him? You know, you think the United States is going to intervene militarily? We have no, we have no obligation to. <clears throat> I mean, you they think, see you what's think going he doesn't on. know that. Putin goes and takes the eastern part, the Donbass region of Ukraine. You know, what's going to stop Xi Jinping from going in to Taiwan or, or, or whatever, whichever way they're going to do it? I mean, we could sit here and war game it and talk about naval blockades or, or whatever. Uh, or, or, or invading the country militarily speaking, but who's going to stop him? No one is going to stop him from doing that to Taiwan. And it's it's too late because you're getting you're for sure going to get involved in a world war. Then now they didn't have to do that with Hong Kong. Now the British government basically gave China back Hong Kong, and that, that's been in the works for what fifty mm-hmm. years or something, twenty years. Mm-hmm. But if that happens, if he goes and takes Taiwan. We told, you, we told you how, how it'll probably happen. It'll, it'll be a, a quick lightning strike where you'll go to bed one night, wake up, and they got control of Taiwan, or it'll be a, a slow strangulation where it's – and that, that, that's probably the, the, the better route where just blockade Taiwan. Force, force someone else to make the first move. Right. By the first shot. Right. I agree. All right. Well, let's move on here. Uh, what are we at here with uh, in terms of uh, time? We're at about – 57 minutes or so. All right, so let's keep moving on here. I'll try to wrap up soon. Uh, yeah, something got, from a press briefing? We're not going to play the clip. It's just, just believe us that the press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, admitted that the Inflation Reduction Act didn't do anything to reduce inflation. It's too long of a clip. But sh- and then moving on, um, there was also, you heard probably, you probably heard this in the news, maybe you didn't, 
um, there was that hearing aid act that was passed. Um, so the White House basically took credit for it. But what if I told you that this whole hearing aid thing that was passed, it's the over-the-counter hearing aid act of 2017, and it was passed under the 115th Congress, which was, I think, uh, Republican House and Republican Senate, and also under President Trump. So go figure. But Biden is somehow spiking the football and taking credit for this, his administration. So fun fact, thought your listeners <laughs> would, would want to hear that. And then we're going to move to Ukraine real quick. You guys can't see the picture, but this is from Regina Bauer. On She's a big Ukraine and UN person. She has all the proper flags in her Twitter account. And this is, a, this is she posted a picture. My friend from Kiev, born in Donetsk. She's a speech therapist, and she's on her way to take down drones. Um, in case you've been paying attention, there are drone attacks going on in Ukraine, apparently or Russia. But the only problem is she's holding a anti-tank, <laughs> anti-tank rocket. <clears throat> also, um, which can't actually shoot down a drone. So, drones but, at thirty thousand feet. Yeah, all that's going to do is just fire into someone's house miles down, down the way. But surprise, surprise, another lie from Ukraine. 19,000 likes on Twitter. Oh, my. 19,000 likes. Some of the comments spotted it immediately and were like, no, this is wrong. You can't shoot down a drone with this. I mean, you might get lucky, but, you know. Look at some of the comments. Tell your friend we adore her and and think she is amazing. Just amazing. I wish Elon would buy Twitter so we know if those are bots or not. (laughs) But then we have uh, at XLord says LMFAO. If she fires that weapon towards a drone, that will be amazing indeed. I guess we could see where all those civilian casualties are coming from. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on. People are so freaking stupid. Oh my God. You're going to take down a drone. Yeah, they probably think like the little drones you fly around with a remote control. All right, we got to move on here. Ukraine, this is is absolutely sickening on so many levels. Go ahead. Okay, you might remember this guy. This is the guy that uh, Waukesha Christmas parade. He drove through it and killed a bunch of bunch of people, including several children. Well, uh, I'll play the clip from, from. He's representing himself at trial. I heard a horn beeping, and then a Ford Escape came through the um, parade route, and you drove past me and wouldn't stop, and you continued driving into the parade route. <clears throat> Who was you? Uh, Daryl Brooks, the defendant, seated at the table. Um, let the record reflect that I do not identify by that name, nor do I know anybody by that name. Oh, sounds like he's going to get off, Mark. He doesn't identify uh, as the killer. This, we've, we've actually joked around about this before. What if someone uses this and we're actually seeing it happen in 2022? I wish we could say, sit here and say this is, this is hilarious, but it's actually not. It, it's absolutely disturbing. Because our... children were killed. And it was by, it was, the, the guy had all the proper uh, things. That he, he was, uh, I don't know if he was Antifa, Black Lives Matter, but he had those things in his profile. Let me go back to a fact check from October 24th in 2020. This is from, maybe 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 Dura Books was radicalized by PolitiFact because they did a fact check on if there was an anti-Black Lives Matter flag 
replaced behind the American flag at a President Trump rally in Waukesha. Now, you look, and do you see what the flag... It's the Blue Lives Matter flag. And they, they rate it as mostly true. Mostly true that it's an anti-Black Lives Matter flag. No, it's the, it's the flag with the blue line. It's the, it's the Police Lives Matter flag. Is that an anti-Black Lives Matter Anti-Black Lives Matter. This is do, the police Blue Lives Matter flag. And the fact check rated as mostly true. That yes, that is an anti-Black Lives Matter flag. <clears throat> oh my gosh. This, so again, does Politico have any, are they bearing any responsibility to this clearly crazy guy who is defending himself at his own trial? Do they have any responsibility for radicalizing him and making him think that President Trump or white people in general were? I, I don't even know. How about this? How about how about the how about the Cliff Cliff Notes version of this, Joe? The last bullet. It is possible to support police in the Black Lives Matter movement, but Trump has condemned protests tied to the latter. Uh, that's because Black Lives Matter is, was one of the biggest scams in the history of the United States. They lit cities on fire too. Let's not forget the summer of twenty, the summer of love, and and Chaz or whatever it was. Where a rapper, a rapper warlord, took over a, a couple <clears throat> blocks in Seattle. Or wherever, that's where it was, wasn't it? Or was it Portland? Uh it, it could have been everywhere. Portland. It was Ch- Chaz. was the actual. I remember they had like Chaz couple... was in Seattle, I think. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Uh, all right, let's uh, get to your last. Uh, bullet point here and then we'll go to disclose all right um real quick it's just so i guess harvey weinstein's legal team is arguing that his relationship with gavin newsom's wife was consensual after new evidence i don't even want to let's just check back on this one later this is just <clears throat> too much for me speaking of the gromas <laughs> harvey weinstein um all right uh let's Look at some headlines from across the world. Biden, as we said before, sneaks up behind girl, grabs her shoulders, and tells her, "No serious guys until you're 30." When speaking in a community so college in California, <clears throat> and this girl's probably 12, 13 years old, and she looks completely horrified. I mean, we covered that the fastest two minutes. That was freaking mm-hmm. creepy, and we have yeah. to hammer it home. Why is the note on the media covering this, especially with the Ashley Biden diary that he, she was afraid to shower when he was around because he might come in? Again, Google this if you don't believe it. Google this. If this was Donald Trump, if he had a diary, or his daughter had a diary, and he did this, these kinds of things, it would be wall-to-wall news coverage. Instead, they locked up Project Veritas and banned them off Twitter for yeah. Suppose I don't even know. Go on. Uh, <clears throat> he took a lot of heat for this, Joe, and I'm about to tell you. I think he was uh, he was. Uh, they were calling him calling him out to denounce this statement. No president has done more for Israel than I have. Somewhat surprisingly, however, our wonderful evangelicals are far more appreciative of this than the people of the Jewish faith especially those living in the United States. Those living in Israel, though, are a different story. Highest approval rating in the world. Could easily be <clears throat> prime minister. U.S. Jews have to get their act together and appreciate what they have in Israel before it's too late. Trump asked Jews in the United States to get their act together and appreciate what they have in Israel before it's too late. Oh, yeah, he was called an uh, anti-Semitic. 
But he well, did. yeah, he called them Jews. Yeah, obviously. So, he, he called the Jews Jews. For those of you listening who aren't aware of this, who may have been living under a rock or just don't paying attention, to call Donald Trump an anti uh, Semite when his son in law is Jewish, his daughter uh, is a converted Jew, his grandchildren are Jewish, yet he's, in, he's anti Semitic. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like the. the what, what was anti-Semitic? I, I, I don't even know about what he said. Anyway, I feel like the media is like uh, George Costanza's dad. But they just don't understand. He's like, you got the Jews, you got the Israelites, you got you got the Hebrews, you got the Israelis. Who's who? Who's with who? Yeah. What What was anti-Semitic about what Trump said? We We uh, live in this world where just words hurt people just so so bad. They They just oh, like you God. said because he called them Jews. Is that really why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I was I was on my way back from Italy flying, and I was uh, end up sitting next to a a, a, a female, um, uh, probably around our age, maybe a little bit younger, uh, who had lived in New York City, and she's she was Jewish. So you were so, you were in the economy class then, huh? I was, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, but no, she, uh, her family, though, she's a doctor and her family uh, was from Squirrel Hill and Shadyside, but she lives in New York and grew up in New York and goes to medical school in New York. And I wanted to ask her so bad, uh, what she thought about, uh, you know, this administration as opposed to Trump, you would think the Jews would love, would love Trump. Um, especially, you know, wherever you live. Being as that she was from New York, uh, That was a long nine-hour flight, and I didn't want to uh, have any awkwardness. Uh, as it yeah. as it as it already stood, uh, or be yeah. called, or be labeled a racist and arrested, <clears throat> immediately getting back to JFK, right? <laughs> Become a political prisoner. Mm-hmm. Iranian President Raisi blames Biden for inciting chaos and terror in Iran. State broadcaster I R N A. I mean, we're no fans of Iran, but the the. So the fact the administration that administration is the flames. Yeah. So the fact that so so the only way this would uh, this would be true is if the CIA, who I'm sure has operations in on the ground in Iran, were the ones that killed that um, Iranian female while she was in police custody and then blamed it on the Iranian police. I mean, that's I don't see any other way how how, how that could be true. Yeah, I mean, they could have faked the whole killing. Who who knows in 2022? Right. <clears throat> the the, the uh, fact that the CIA can just freely operate in these countries that we have major issues with, though, is scary. Scary. Yeah. Imagine being a CIA operative in, in, in Iran right now, and you're an American citizen. Especially under this administration. Like, you don't know what you're going to get a call from to do. It could be something terrible. It could be Biden calling you up. I need I need this flavor ice cream delivered to the White House. And you're like, ah. <laughs> We're in the Middle East, sir. The CIA headquarters over here. And, Bring uh, me some dates. Yeah. South Korea expects North Korea to conduct a nuclear test at any time. Presidential office put on a 24-hour readiness regime. Okay. Call me crazy here. I was, I was thinking about this. Don't ask me why over the weekend. So something were to happen where there would be like a nuclear explosion. And like, let's say a couple dozen to maybe like 20, 30 nukes are fired off and hit that'd be bad and we, we just assume there's a nuclear winner but 
whatever happens to all these nukes that we've tested? I, I'm actually, I have the number somewhere. We've tested around 2,000, just the United States, 2,000 nuclear weapons in the past, like, 50 years. So just out of curiosity, because I'm kind of thinking logically here, where'd all the other stuff go? Because this is just the United States. Don't forget the USSR probably had a couple thousand tests. France mm-hmm. has, the United Kingdom. There's been a few other countries, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. What, what's ever going on with that? Yeah. I don't want so, to work in nuclear missiles, so. No, but I'm not taking the pills. I'm not, I'm not taking the radiation pills. I don't care if they force them on me. Yeah. Uh, China delays the release of major economic data for the third quarter without giving a reason or a new date. Hmm. I could think of a couple uh, reasons why they would want to delay that. Number one, it's probably dismal. Number two, the Chinese Communist Party is electing Xi Jinping as dictator for life. See, they don't have to lie like our government because <laughs> no more no more elections coming up. So. Right. Uh, this was amazing to read, and I, I, I had to take a step back when I read this to think about this for a second. Kanye West, or as he's known today, is Ye West, to acquire social network parlor. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it could be a waste of money because it might just be a dead... Does anyone really use Parler anymore? But I it's just... don't know. Between Getter, Truth, Parler, Twitter, I don't know. Unless Parler gets bought by Truth or Let Twitter. me map out this scenario, though. So you have where, – where you get information from is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then I guess you have True Social and, and Parler. And then you have, like, the mainstream media. More people are getting their information from social media. There's no, lo- there's, there's, there's no denying that. Now, what we have here is it appears that big tech – if the government's using big tech, the media is using, it appears they're losing their microphone here on Twitter with Elon Musk. It appears that Kanye, who is <clears throat> free speech, has parlor, and it appears that the True Social app is its own thing. So this is going to get very interesting here with how social media and freedom of speech and saying what you want online going the next few years. This is very interesting times with who is buying these social media companies. So I've always thought they should be a public utility, but that's just me. But imagine, Joe, imagine, Joe, in a world where you are deplatformed, where you are deplatformed, Joe, for spreading, for saying things about the uh, vaccine that aren't true. Like you won't spread COVID. You won't receive any side effects. Imagine being deplatformed for saying what the left has been saying. Exactly see how they like it. Maybe and you know what? I, I would that. fight for them. I would say, I would say, don't deplatform them. Listen to them every day. They're idiots. Please listen to them, and, and you have to hear it. You have to hear it for yourself. <sighs> uh, moving on. Some good news for the Germans. Probably the most idiotic country on the planet. All three nuclear power plants to remain online until April 2023. Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz orders. On the basis of his authority to issue directives, Olaf Scholz ordered that the ISAR-2, uh, Neckerweistheim-2, and Emsland nuclear power plants remain online beyond December 31st until April 15th, 2023 at the latest. Uh, for weeks, the Ampel coalition has been arguing about the continued operation of German nuclear power plants. Maybe some good news out of Germany. Yeah, I mean, that'll help. Like I said, uh-huh. is it, is it going to be enough? Because they, they shut down other plants, too, over the past 12 months. Mm-hmm. 
14 months, this whatever. It's a country it is. of 80 million people. So that's about the, the combined population of like California and New York. Um, How big is Germany? About the size of Texas? Uh, I want to say so, yeah. Yeah, maybe a little smaller. So imagine that 80 million people. Like I said, it's a lot of population density and it gets very cold there. So our prayers are with them this winter. Winter is coming. Ukraine Zelensky to publish a book of his wartime speeches in December. Um, um, we didn't cover this, but the speeches were coming. Was that confirmed from a green room? We, yeah, we sent this to you. I sent that to you. Yeah. So, so we, we got to get, we got to get video feed so we could actually, people just can see this for themselves, but he's giving these speeches in a green room and they could show him anywhere walking and shaking hands with someone. This is crazy. Where's our money? Is our money going over to pay for this stuff, or is it blackmail money? <clears throat> what oh, is a little bit of everything, probably. Karine uh, Jean Pierre, uh, she's the one that said, "I knew I read this somewhere." Donald Trump's comments were anti-Semitic. We need to root out anti-Semitism everywhere. It raises its ugly head. Oh, oh I, I don't have time to look it up now. She she had some some anti-Semitic comments about uh, mm-hmm. Israel. You could find the article. I, I, I'll pull it up in a different episode. Uh, Pentagon is considering paying for Starlink in Ukraine, according to two U.S. officials. Politico reports. Huh. Starlink, if you don't know, that would be Elon Musk's satellite internet service. So Pentagon's going to foot the bill for that. Yeah, we, we, we knew. We UK's knew National Grid has warned British households to prepare for blackouts between 4 and 7 p.m. on really, really cold weekdays in January and February. Get ready. So, what are they supposed to do? Just asking. Nah. <clears throat> Twitter locked employees' stock accounts in anticipation of closing deal with Elon Musk from Bloomberg. Employees have been waiting anxiously for the deal to close, and many are worried about the possibility of job cuts. On Blind, an app for Twitter employees to chat with one another, some have started to share tips on how to prepare for layoffs. Great. Fantastic. Um, this is a good one. Kanye West has been in the news a lot, hasn't he? Uh, lately, hasn't he, Joe? Yes. I believe, was it was it Bank of America or J.P. Morgan? One of the two. Um, J- I think it was J.P. Morgan. Doesn't, you know, they, they discontinued their relationship with him. He's not allowed to do banking anymore with the bank, right? Very bad man. Very bad man. Family of George Floyd launched two... $150 million lawsuit against Ye West after the rapper said he died of fentanyl overdose. He, he made a really good point. If, if, you're in, if, if you're a paramedic and you go to someone's house and you find him like that, you say it's an overdose. You got to watch. I'm not condoning what happened, but you got to watch the actual video of what, of what happened. I, I don't know. It's clear he's on something. That's all I'm going to say. But the fact that Kanye even brought him up and made a suggestion, and that's going to cost him possibly $200 million, is this the America you want to live in? When these, these, these people get to lie on TV about the vaccine, about inflation, about Ukraine, about where the country's going, about so many things, but you can't speak up. You can't, there's certain things you can't say or it could cost you as a private citizen. 200 million dollars this is insane 
We just got to keep fighting the good fight, Joe, and stay bullish on the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah, cut out. You cut out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello? Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I got nothing. Just we want to thank all of our listeners. Um, just continue during this the upcoming midterms. Tune into this podcast. We'll give you as much as we could from both sides. Um, very important midterm election coming up. Probably the most important midterm election that I can remember in my lifetime. Um, so remember your vote counts. Um, and just get out there on election day, day, and vote on election day. Show up on the day of the election and vote. So three weeks. That's all I got, Mark. That's the show. Uh, let's go Yankees. Take us home, Joe. All right. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in. It's been thinking logically. <laughs>